How I, much does anyone care? I mean, when you move around, I, I can see somewhat of a reflection, <sighs> but it, I don't think it matters, man. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers. Cheers, man. We are here today. It is uh, it's a day. Happy Thursday, my friend. How are you doing Thursday. today? Oh, doing good, man. Word, word, word. <laughs> I'm sitting here today with my friend Joe. Joe's last name. Uh, Marook. Marook. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced? Yes. I was. I had no idea. Yeah. I get uh, Marook and Marook. I mean, they're both right. Marook. So, yeah. What What kind of a name? Is, what kind of a name is that? <laughs> it's uh, It's Romanian mostly. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> cool. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you grow up in Pittsburgh? I grew up in uh, Plum Borough. Uh, it's like a little bit east of here. Yeah. 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 I'm familiar with Plum. Oh, are you? I am. Okay. Yeah. What do you know about Plum? I just know it's a place. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little bit past Monroeville, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not too far. Yeah, yeah, totally. I went to CCAC's Boys Campus okay. for a little bit, which is kind of close to Plum, right? That's more than a little familiar. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, like I, I'm familiar with the area. I knew some people that lived out there. I guess. Yeah, you I went mean, to the Wave Pool. Yeah, yeah, I went to the Wave Pool. I've okay. been to the Wave Pool. I was very young when I went to the Wave Pool, but I have sure. been to the Wave. You've pool. been to the skate park. No, I haven't been to the skate park. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, I'm sorry. Well, neither have I. I mean, I okay. Wish, I wish they had it when I Did was. Did you have like a, a skating <laughs> background or anything like I that? I was always shitty at skating, but yeah, uh, yeah I, said, I had a skateboard and I skated with it. I was into skating when I was younger and then I had a really bad arm break mm-hmm. in like fourth grade. And then after that, it was just kind of hard for me to ever try to like. Mm-hmm. I, I still skated a little bit, but I never really went for it. You know, you mean you, you broke your own wall skating? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I had a. So, I mean, you're familiar with the the, the American alphabet, correct? Uh, I, I believe I've heard of it, yes. You, you know the letter Z? Yes. That's what my arm looked like. <laughs> oh, man. It was a double compound fracture. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got like a pretty gnarly scar, if you could see it oh, on my shit. arm. Yeah. Yeah, from like bones what ha- and stuff. What happened? I mean, it was the dumbest thing in the world. It was just like I was just riding and a rock caught the wheel. Yeah. And I just fell and landed on it the wrong way. Oh, it's brutal, man. So, I mean, I was pretty young, so I was just like, you know, fragile. And I guess I wasn't drinking enough milk or whatever. And <laughs> shit just cracked. <laughs> I just fell on it the right way. And then that was it. And then mm. from that point, it was really hard for me to, like, I don't know, be on a skateboard without always having that thought in the back of my head, which always like really impresses me now when I see those videos of skaters that are just like trying to get a trick and they're just like biffing (laughs) over and over and over and they're still going for it. I'm like, damn, like (laughs) I wish I had that courage because I I just never did. I mean, it seems kind of insane to me because every day it's just like it just opens you up to a million you know, potential calamities. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after, uh, you know, I got, uh, that's how I ended up getting a lot more into art and music. Yeah. Eventually. Me too. Me too. It's like a good gateway drug. Yeah. Lot, to be honest. Yeah. It just didn't like, like I was at the time it was like growing up, I was always a little bit into, I was into skating. I was a little bit into art and I wanted to do music, but I didn't really have an avenue to do it at the time, but I right. was into all of those things. Yeah. But yeah, once I like broke my arm, the skating thing kind of, 
fell by yeah. the wayside and then I started just picking up other things. It's it's funny how like skating is kind of like the main sort of like physical sport that has anything to do at all with like the sort of like culture of art. Oh sure. I mean there's especially like, when we were growing up. How old are you? Uh, I'm 30, well, almost 31. Okay, cool. So I'm 33. So we're like right in the same generation where it was like, I mean, like skateboarding is so less counterculture now than it was when we were. I guess so. I got to say, I haven't paid much attention, but I was looking at, um, (laughs) just for nostalgia, like old issues of like CCS and shit online, just like a couple of nights ago, just being like, oh yeah, I remember this and I remember this and I remember this. Like, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah, it was, um, it, I guess it is like, I don't know how pervasive it is in, in the culture nowadays, but um, I know kids are still, they still got to be doing it. And I felt oh, like there's a ton of kids doing it. It's when, crazy. When we were, when we were younger, I felt like the kid, like the kids who were doing it and especially the ones who like got sponsorships and, and everything were like getting younger and younger and younger. So I would imagine that's still the case. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of young kids doing a lot of crazy things. It's pretty similar to guitar. Yeah. Where like you see all these like child prodigies on the internet like shredding solos doing like this crazy stuff mm-hmm. at very young ages yeah uh it's the same thing with skaters yeah and i think it's just because the bar just keeps getting pushed so yeah. like the introductory level for some people is like on a level that's so much higher than when we were coming up also like the the sort of like body regeneration that like kids magically have is probably like best suited for something like skateboarding like better suited than like you know your 25 year old totally sponsorship you know (laughs) and you know what's tight about like skateboarding or like just like any sort of sport like you can't photoshop it yeah yeah you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like it's it is real and it has to be filmed well too i mean like you're you're the guy who's filming you has to be just as competent at i guess being mobile if 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 the video's in motion as you are in skating. You know? Yeah. It's super cool. It's a whole nother world that I don't know enough about, but mm-hmm. you know, I grew up it sounds skating like we're and then the I broke my arm. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, today we're sitting here with my buddy, Joe Maruk. Yep. That's that- right. Uh huh. That's a That's one of the two ways. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> For those of you who don't know Joe, we're going to talk about Joe here in a minute. But before we get into that, I'm going to plug just a few dates real quick. Uh, This is uploading on June 27th, which means tomorrow, June 28th, is the Harkin album release at Mr. Smalls. Shout outs to my friends in Harkin. If you are there, I am going to be doing, I guess I'm just kind of like DJing throughout the night, you Mm -hmm. know, playing some jams and tunes while some other bands play their music. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smalls, good time. The day after that, if any of you uh, Ohio people, Sykes and a New Violence will be in Youngstown, Ohio at Westside Bowl, June 29th, June 30th, Sykes and a New Violence, Norwalk, Ohio at Charlie's, which is right outside of Sandusky. Shout outs to Cedar Point, best (laughs) place on the planet. (laughs) And then uh, for those of you itching for some Grey Walker, I'm sorry we don't have any shows in June. We will not be back on a stage until July 12th at the Smiling Moose, so make a note for that. And July 12th and 13th is also an event that I am not playing, but we should probably promote it for reasons that will be obvious <laughs> in a moment. Deutschtown Music Festival. Oh, we are yeah. in the north side. I have played Deutschtown the past few years. I'm not playing it this year. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. No, I have decided intentionally that i just want to attend yeah this year and hang out and not do anything that's i mean that's 
that could potentially be even more fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so for those of you who do not know Joe, Joe, what is what do you have to do with the Deutschtown Music Festival? <laughs> uh, well, act the actual festival. I I get to finally fucking relax. <laughs> Wait, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, after well, it's it's generally a lot of work. I haven't even like I feel bad cuz I haven't even gone to the main into the main section of work yet, but um you know, my my June and very very early July it tends to be like very Deutschtown centric and Deutschtown heavy. So, it's it's a it's a lot of work, but I I love doing it every year. You haven't explained what you do. Oh shit. All right. So, what I do is uh, you know, the artwork for the festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've seen those yeah. sick posters all that awesome artwork not every single year but most of the years yeah uh yeah it's been you've good. done I've, the past few years right yeah i've done like yeah like the vast majority of them and i think you um, did you do strip district music fest oh too? i just i just did a shirt for them once Shirts, yeah. yeah okay um which was really fun yeah <laughs> I was glad I got my my little uh, thing before you did, they, you did some bethlehem artwork yeah i did yeah yeah do you you're friends with those guys, yeah i know right? those yeah. guys have you played with them um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Gray Walkers definitely played a bit with them. Um, I've toured with them, not as a band, just as like an asshole in the van with them, helping them out and stuff like that. I've hey, known those awesome. guys. Yeah, I've known those guys for a really long time. Yeah, that's really cool. They're good dudes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun to do. I mean, that was like a blast. So I mean they 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 um they're about to release their um uh their next full length uh um Maelstrom of the Emerald Dragon yeah. pretty soon. Uh-huh. So um it was fun to work on the artwork for that. Um, they gave me a lot of input, and it was like it was like one of my more intensive uh, album covers because so much had to go into. Yeah, it, you know? did you do Jake the Hawk? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you know those dudes yeah. pretty well too. Yeah, yeah, I know those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, like trying to think in my head, like, all, like who are some <laughs> other people that you've worked with? You know, we don't have to name everybody, but yeah. for those of you that you know may be familiar with some of these bands and these people we're mentioning, you, you probably would, have seen. Mm-hmm. Your artwork, you've you've seen Joe's artwork at some place in some point in time, probably around the city. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've well, it's mostly with bands, but um, people that you might have uh, worked with are. Um, I don't know if you know Wasted Theory, um, mm-hmm. but they put a they put together. Uh, well, Brandon Burns from Wasted Theory helped put together a, a Stone Rock Festival in Maryland called Eye of the Stone Goat, um, and I worked on that stuff. Um, my friend Jason Price did a documentary about uh, Stone Rock in uh, like the LA sort LA desert area called Desert Age. That was like a documentary, um, and uh, so I did the poster for that. Cool. And so yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, How was, long have you been like working with bands? Uh, it's about six years now. Um, yeah, and then years. how long has the art thing been a thing for you? Uh, you know, I went to school for it in Cal U, which. Um, you know, I was I was more of a painter back then, but um, you know, I I was like an illustrative painter. Oh, uh, totally. Kind of wish that I had been more aware of like the world of illustration earlier on. But like, you know, um, it takes but, some time to figure out like to find your voice. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think I found like something that was like basically perfect. What, you know, what did you like start whenever you were just first getting into art? What made you want to create art? Um. I don't know. Skating was, I mean, definitely like a pretty strong thing for me back when I was like, I would just, uh, back when I was like in high school, I would, um, it, it's kind of embarrassing to say this, but like I would, uh, I never started recording on the camera. 
Oh no! <laughs> the audio's going. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, that's so funny. So extended audio interview. <laughs> what a feature! <laughs> All right. So this is this is what we're gonna do. Okay. Okay. Anybody that's listening to just the audio, they're gonna get this whole thing. But sure. Video only. I'm gonna redo the intro, and anybody that's listening to the audio, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge, motherfuckers. How we doing today? Happy Thursday. Hope you're all well. Want to thank you all for being here. Sitting here today with my friend Joe Maruk, mm-hmm. artist, illustrator, music fan, lover, appreciator of all things. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. We're going to get into all that and more in a moment. But before we dig into all of that, I'm just going to throw out some events that I got coming up. June 28th, which is tomorrow, Harkins album release at Mr. Small's Theater. I'll be there DJing the day after that. June 29th, Sykes and the New Violence is going to be out in Youngstown, Ohio at Westside Bowl. The day after that, June 30th, Sykes and the New Violence, Norwalk, Ohio at Charlie's, which is just outside of Cedar Point. Best place on the planet Earth, for those of you that don't know, and for anybody out there who is you know, itching for a Grey Walker show. We are not playing a show until July 12th. I just want to throw that out there so you know. Grey Walker at the Smiling Moose. Also happening on July 12th and 13th, the Deutschtown Music Festival. Yeah. I am not playing Deutschtown Music Festival this year, but I do want to promote it because this gentleman sitting to the left of me, you may know him without knowing him through his artwork. He is the illustrator of this year's Deutschtown Music Festival poster, last year's, maybe the year before that, Mm -hmm. and plenty of other art. He's worked with a lot of bands, Deathlehem, Jake the Hawk, to mention a couple, Mm -hmm. and plenty more things. (laughs) And he's a good dude. He's a talented illustrator, and we're really happy to have you on the show today, Joe. Thank you for for being here. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's glad glad to be here. We're sipping on some Penn Brewery. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout outs to beer. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to what do you what? think? What do you think of the brew, by the way? I didn't... You know, so we're drinking the Tangerine Swirl, uh, which isn't like one hundred percent my style of beer. Yeah, but it's a little refreshing because it's summer. I feel like this is an okay beer to drink in, in uh, June. Yeah, and maybe only June. It was a mad guess for me. I hadn't tried it before. <laughs> but how are you feeling about it? I think it's good. I think the word tangerine always sounds kind of psychedelic to me, so that's what I gravitate towards. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, that's actually a pretty interesting way to start this conversation. Um, You know, psychedelic art, Mm. your art Mm kind of has like this really, I don't like almost a psychedelic quality to it just because it's so trippy and it reminds me of like cool old movie posters when movie posters were badass and like there's all these little details and everything that you do. Like there's a lot of attention to detail with stuff that you do. Like, so whenever you're starting a piece like how do you like even begin tackling a project with you know something that's really detailed like the deutschtown music festival uh flyer uh, did you do the map yeah. for the deutschtown like mm-hmm. with like all the north side and all that mm-hmm. stuff like 
how do you even begin to process that? Oh, uh, well, for well, for bands, I mean, for a festival, it's a little bit different because it's it's got to be very sort of like broad and almost like like you know like for Deutschtown specifically, somewhat family friendly and like you know like so that's a little bit different. But for bands, um, you know, um, I I listen to them first, obviously, to <laughs> <laughs> get the sound um, if I don't know them well already and. Uh, you know, and go from there. And, and I listen to a lot of different types of stuff. And um, when it comes to listening to music, I, I like a little bit of everything. So that's that's helped me with creating artwork because, you know, I mean, visualizing stuff for that stems back, way back beyond when I, whenever I started doing it. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, especially like, you know, I, I grew up on like a lot of like, po- like post-rock. Uh, I'm like wearing a Godspeed, you black emperor shirt right now. So like, um, but you know, it's like music. It's like kind of like cinematic and instrumental. And like, I would always like just just have a blast, sort of imagining like what things would look like behind something that was a little bit less verbally descriptive, you know. Um, but yeah, with uh, with band posters, it always comes from from the bands themselves and uh, and the things that they remind me of. And uh, with the with the festivals, it's more like what's our audience, you know. Like what are what are we trying to? Which I don't know. All the Deutschtown flyers have been pretty weird, and I've done like actually most of my festival flyers are like weirder than I always expect them to be. Um, like my last, like the one that I just did was like a it was like a boat and a plane and a castle like put together, but it somehow just like worked as this like sort of all encompassing image. I don't I don't know, but <clears throat> some are better. Some work better than others, but. Uh, yeah, just always with uh, the sound in mind first, I, I think, and, and I guess like the marker, you know. Totally. So you went to school for art, so this wasn't like you kind of took a somewhat professional approach <sighs> into this world, right? Not well. It's not, not really like the degree. Well, yeah. So I did, but uh, I, but like the degree was in painting, and <clears throat> when really I should have sorry, really I should have been um you know just like sort of focusing on illustration and illustration alone the whole time. You know, because all my paintings were illustrative and stuff. And, you know, I'd, I'd do like these like sort of like brightly psychedelic colored, like lots of animals. And like I did like a sort of like pseudo like uh, I was never religious, but like a pseudo religious series, you know, that was like commenting on spirituality and stuff. Yeah. But, so, um, you know, now given your background in painting, how much of your work now is still organic? I'm actually curious about the process. You know, do you like draw stuff, scan it, color it digitally? Is it all organic or is it all digital? Like I, what's the mixture? I do a lot more work on the iPad lately, but like still a lot of my drawings start out physically, you know, it, they're usually all colored like digitally. Yeah. Um, I don't do like really any coloring, uh, you know, physically these days, but um, unless I'm painting, you know, which I still like to, to paint and it's ever, it's like a revelation every time. And I, I can almost come back to it in a more honest way. Does your, I'm, I'd be curious to see, I don't know if I've seen anything, any of your work outside of, mm-hmm. you know, work for bands, which has all been like, you know, graphic illustration. I'd be really curious to see like the dynamic shift between like a painting that's all physical versus mm-hmm. like your work that ends up being more digital. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't really post a lot of painting stuff now because it's, I feel like I've moved on and it's still, it's still need to like find a place for painting and what I do, which is like, it's funny cause it used to be my main thing and now it's my minor thing. Totally. <laughs> I feel like you could like, do you ever think about doing any like murals or like big work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or so have you, uh, yeah, I've done, uh, I've done a few murals. I've done, um, 
not a lot, but like I've done a, a mural for the Driftwood Oven Pizza uh, Company in on Butler Street in Lawrenceville, um, which was like, um, you know, it was like a half pizza, half Pittsburgh uh, shape. Uh, it was pretty psychedelic for uh, <laughs> for a pizza shop. It's kind of weird, uh, but uh, that was my first like sort of like real. I mean, my first like real mural. I, one of my very first commissions ever was like I painted four walls of a video store back in high school, um, just like a bunch of like famous like movie characters and stuff. Okay, but it, it was it was before I even painted, so like it yeah. was pretty haggard. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, I've I've gotten. Uh, a couple things since then, like I, I did like a salon, like the walls of a salon, um, uh, my, my friend's parents' salon, uh, after the driftwood oven. And I might be working with a new brewery on the South side who, um, has their building, uh, sort of like adjacent to that, the clock tower building. They have like a whole parking garage that they're sort of converting into a brewery now. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. It's going to be called a and m brewing. Okay. Yeah. Wow, there's so many breweries in the city. I know it's like exhausting. And, and this, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, they seem to be doing well. Like even like for the ones that sort of like, oh, this is not yet another brewery that opens. It's like, uh, say for example, like Cinderlands. Like like that one was just like a couple years ago. It's like, oh shit, like another brewery in Lawrenceville, and it's like, oh, they're doing super well. They even have like, you know, like a they they just opened a new location in the strip district at yeah. the old spaghetti warehouse, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's more than enough people that are interested. Yeah, to keep it going for yeah. for now. Anyways, we'll see how that <laughs> how that works if, out. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's beer because I I like beer, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it, it you know it could be something less interesting, I guess. Sure. Yeah, more beer, less sports. Yeah. Are you a sports guy? <laughs> Not at all, really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad when my city gets behind their their shit, but yeah, like, totally. you know, like, and I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I an, love their love, you know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I am not an anti sports person. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to put that out there. It's just not really for me. Yeah, I just never really followed it or anything, uh-huh. you know. And you know, I probably couldn't afford the games even if I wanted to go. <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah, you want to dig into some listener questions? Sure. Cool, let's do this. All right, so we got our first listener question here. Corey Bernazzoli, which you still haven't told me how to pronounce your last name. I'm assuming that's it. I'm not too bad with last names, but Corey writes in a lot. Favorite Sega Genesis game. And uh, did you see that... Um, you know they've done like the Nintendo Mini and the PlayStation Mini. Yeah. They, they just announced the Sega Genesis one. Yeah, and yeah. like they they finally put out the full list of games for it, and oh, it yeah. looks so badass. It's like <laughs> it's every like game, every game I could ever want for Sega Genesis yeah. is on this fucking thing. Well, that's good because to be honest, there's a pro- there's probably a lot of Genesis games that you wouldn't want. So yeah. at least they just like knock those out. <laughs> yeah, no, they they did a really really killer job with it. Yeah. So uh, I'm definitely gonna get one whenever it's released. But uh, to answer the question, favorite Sega Genesis game, you know. I never beat it, but I was always really partial to that Comic Zone game. Comic Zone? I'd never heard of that. Oh, dude, it's killer. Uh, so it's like this video game. Basically, like you, you're like playing in a comic book, and like you're jumping between like the comic book panels as you play. It's like a beat 'em up. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. 
There were the, yeah, there were a few games like that. I remember there was like a that spot goes to Hollywood game that Seven Up put out. Okay, it was like kind of comic book esque. Um, what about you? You got a favorite game on there? My favorite game. I I, I was an owner and lover of the Sega Genesis, and uh, I would say my favorite game was uh, one called The Haunting. Okay, I never heard of that. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was a weird game. It, you played this like poltergeist and like uh the poltergeist would um what was this oh this is comic oh, shoot like oh man yeah check this out it looks like a lot like a comic oh yeah it's awesome dude i'm gonna whoa get the uh can we get some volume going here i don't know if there's gonna be volume on this that looks really good that's honestly one of the best games yeah, but you see how like it's jumping between the panels and stuff yeah no, I mean, it, yeah, that's, that's it's like, like way more like it than anything. Yeah, that I, like the way he's like hanging down. It's a really cool, yeah. clever, platforming, beat-em-up game. Uh, really like one of its kind, hard as fuck, but definitely like a standout game on the Sega Genesis. And it is on the, it's going to be on the Sega Genesis Mini. Yeah, you could tell a lot of um, like meticulous production design went into that shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And it was one of those games that like whenever you bought it, it came with a CD and it had like a sick soundtrack. <laughs> Wait, know? this was on Sega CD. No, no, no. It was on Sega oh, Genesis. Oh, okay, gotcha. But yeah. the uh, the the co- it came like the the box came with a compact right. disc, and it like they're like, listen, like we're really proud of this. And yeah, we want you to, was yeah. it cool? Was it a good soundtrack? Uh, yeah, I think it was like a bunch of rock bands. <laughs> if I'm not like, if I'm not mistaken, I'm actually but, like digitized into uh, what, uh, what is it like bit like bit crusher level? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that uh, hold on one second, I'm actually going to pull it up. And then what was that game you were talking about? Uh, the it, Haunting. It was called The Haunting. Yeah. It. it um. It, you start as this poltergeist. I remember the guy's name. I think he wanted. They wanted a franchise, but it never really took off. It was his name was Polter Guy, and um. And you you haunted these four houses and you terrorized this family as they like they got so sick of one house they moved to the next and then you would just move <laughs> along with them and you know but um yeah you would collect ectoplasm after they got freaked out by like. Cha- like making their furniture uh haunted and shit it okay. was it was awesome oh yeah where is it i got it oh fuck yeah i got it yeah i haven't seen this in years so yeah, this uh, is like the full the full playthrough here yeah here, let's get let's skip up a bit here let's yeah. see what's going on yeah okay oh, oh yeah there are these like in between zones where you're just like underground for some reason yeah yeah, there were these like these like floating heads that would come after you f- after a certain amount of time, and it was like legit, like kind of like stressful. This looks sick, dude. It was awesome. I wonder if this is on the Sega the Sega Mini. I'm actually gonna look it up now. <laughs> for those of you that are only listening and not watching, this is only more of a reason for you to you know get off your ass and get on YouTube or Facebook and watch the fucking watch the fucking podcast because mm-hmm. we're doing a lot more video stuff now. Let's see here. Um, okay, I got the list here. I'm trying to look it up. I don't think the haunting is on here, but I also don't know if this is the full. Oh yeah, it says. What's this that is, a list of? It's the list of all the games on the Sega Genesis Mini. Oh, I don't is. know what the mini. Is. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah it's going to be like a like a like a a plug and play console. Oh, my favorite is a deep cut. Okay. <laughs> 
What's your? Well, that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so there's so Sonic. these aren't these aren't the deep cuts though. I mean, these, no. there's some like really good ones here though. Yeah. Earthworm Jim, fucking awesome. Uh, Eternal Champions is on here, which is another one of my favorite games. Yeah, on um, the Sega. Yeah, Kid Chameleon was sweet. Um, the Sega version of Tetris, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's that's some low key shit. Yeah, Sonic yeah. Spinball. I loved that game when I was a kid. Yeah, I kind of remember that. There's a whole bunch of good stuff on here, but yeah. So my answer, Corey, you know, to not get too uh, too sidetracked, mm-hmm. would be Comic Zone. And the haunting, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, that's Corey's listener question. You want to do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. Cool, let's do another one. All right, so we got here. Oh, oh. this is also related. Louis Snyder, shout outs to you know Riparian. Louis Snyder asks, if you could live in a video game world, what one would it be? Oh. Would you want to live in the world of the haunting, or is that a little? No, bit- that's like way too stressful <laughs> for me. Um, well, you answer that first. I gotta think about it for a second. I'm gonna say Sonic the Hedgehog two. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so fun. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just on vacation all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's cool. Um, I I would have to say, oh, this is uh, this is my nerd coming up, but Final Fantasy ten because all the beaches. But it's, oh yeah, uh, we're not talking about Sega anymore. I'm an asshole. It could be any video game. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Final Fantasy X. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, even Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. It's tight, Midgar. Nah, well. Uh, I'm into like. There's a lot of oppression in that world. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm into the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that game. Oppression. Yeah, let's say how we really feel about oppression. <laughs> oppression. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Hey, we might be there soon enough. Uh, I think we, yeah, we kind of are there. Yeah, the class warfare. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what a what a, what an inspiring uh, uh, series of vistas Yeah, was into. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I liked Final Fantasy X a good bit. Even though that was that was the one with Titus, you right? Say a good bit. Like, T- Titus like, was a little bit whiny. Like I don't think yeah. I, I liked the gameplay a lot. Yeah. Like all the mechanics and everything was really cool and it looked gorgeous. That shit was one of the fucking best games ever made. Yeah, I I, I wasn't like completely engulfed in the story, mm-hmm. but I liked it. Yeah. yeah. What about a uh, remember what was it ten two that was like the oh yeah? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we not going to talk gonna about talk that? About that. <laughs> 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 so you obviously have a bit of a video game background. And, yeah. You know, I can see that kind of like maybe tying into your art a little bit as well, just with like how detailed and kind of like fantasy driven everything Someone is. Because there's just, like there's like a psychedelic side. There's also kind of like this <laughs> fantasy side to a lot of your well, work. Well, I would I would I would say it's been a long time since my vision has been like driven by that kind of thing, but I would, it's embedded, I would be surprised bro. if it wasn't if it didn't shine through. It's embedded. Every, someone said that my uh today that my Deutschtown poster looked like Super Mario Brothers three, which <laughs> three I could kinda see. Well, not that I can differentiate between the I was never a Mario fan, but, um, you know, but I, but I can, I guess I can see that <laughs> totally, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just like anything that required like imagination, um, 
I was super into Silent Hill when I was in high school. Ooh, Just yeah. like, fuck. Like, I was super into that game. And, uh, you know, I was all kind. I was into all kinds of, like, horror stuff and, like, you know, the macabre shit. Silent Hill was awesome. Yeah. I, I really, really liked that game a lot. And uh, did you ever play a game called <laughs> Clock Tower? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a creepy game. Yeah. <laughs> Clock Tower is fucking sick. Yeah, right? but which is the which is the sickest for you? <laughs> Did you play like the first two? Yeah. Okay. So I I I don't think I ever played the second one. Yeah. But I played the first one. Yeah. You know, and the third one. Yeah. the The first one's where it's at, dude. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't is point get... point and click adventure. Yeah. For those of you that have never, I'm not going to pull up footage of this. Just look it up if you're curious. Uh, Clock Tower. Yeah. It's a point and click. On, it was on PS1. I'm sure it was on some other systems yeah, as well, but I'm familiar with it from PlayStation. Cut. And uh, yeah, that game is so ridiculous. Scissor Man. Yeah, yeah. Just cutting people in half and shit. My favorite move in Clock Tower is when you're in the bedroom and you can point and you can click the, the bed sheet and throw the bed sheet on top of him and like he gets stuck uh, in it and he yeah, can yeah. get away that way. Like yeah. it's, he has big scissors. You don't have any weapons in that game. You just have to hide. It's it's stressful. It's fun. It's addictive though. Yeah. It's a really really addictive game. <laughs> and you know, now that we're on this topic here of talking about, you know, like fantasy elements and video games and things like that, I want to take a sidestep real quick to do a uh, you got to see this. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance trailer. Have you seen this thing yet? Mm, no, but I th- I feel like I saw like a tiny like little bit and it's not like puppets, right? Is it? Yeah. It is puppets? Yeah. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I was about to be like, if this isn't puppets, because I thought it was like 3D. It it's, looked too good. No, it's puppets and CGI. Like they mixed it, but watch oh, the trailer oh. and there's a lot of stuff that's obviously okay obviously okay yeah wow obviously puppets wow jim henson is smiling in his grave right now. yeah it looks awesome i'm really stoked for it and uh yeah if you haven't seen the trailer for the dark crystal age of resistance (laughs) it's on youtube now i don't know when it's going up on netflix but if you haven't right yeah it is a show it's a a series so if you haven't seen it you got to see it (laughs) have you uh how into like television and stuff like that are you do you keep up with any of that shit uh, not so much as i used to what about uh, movies and uh, 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 you, 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 i imagine like you were probably i think all people all of us like as kids growing yeah. up were into it you oh know yeah, yeah i mean i, I, I it, it I is a, hard to keep up with it yeah i guess like the most recent stuff is like i i haven't kept up with it as much but like you know, um, like I, I haven't seen the Game of Thrones yet or the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I haven't seen the last Star Wars yet or anything, but, um, you know, I, I see things here and there. Um, it's just, it's tough for me to, you know, nowadays when you think like a, th- a thing is a movie, it's like, surprise, it's like a 10 episode TV show and each episode is like an hour and a half long. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know if I can look at that thing because like, because I'm drawing all the time. So, like, that's why I listen to a podcast, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, because, like, you can listen to it. You don't have to watch it. And, like, you think, and I know plenty of illustrators that, like, 
you know, they have a screen set up in front of them and they're watching something and, and I can kind of have to do that, but like really, like you're not really enjoying something unless you're really devoting full attention to it. If it's video, you totally, know, totally. Um, and the main reason why I'm asking this mm-hmm. is I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. Cause that's been my answer for a long time too, but I'm not proud of that answer. Um, so yeah, this is actually an interesting phase of a conversation to get yeah. into when, uh, you know, battling with the creative mind and like you start putting all of your time into your work yeah. and your craft constantly. I yeah. mean, much like you up until this year, I had never watched a single episode of game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Just that. And I always, not, not hating. Just, I, I always seen. use, and I always use brought that up as like a, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people are always talking to me about like, how do you get so much done? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I've made sacrifices. And one of the sacrifices I've made is, you know, not making time for TV and movies and things like that. Video not, necess- games. not necessarily even a conscious sacrifice at the time that it was made, but just like it just happened, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's yeah. like stuff will come out and it's like, I mean to see it. I fully yeah. intend to, but then it's like three years later and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but <laughs> like all of the Marvel movies for me are that way. <laughs> People are like, like I have a student that I teach now and, and He's like, so have you finally, like, he keeps, he loves, he loves the Marvel Universe, and, like, he draws it, like, in our lessons and stuff, and, like, he's like, so have you seen any of the movies that we've been talking about in the last lessons? I'm like, sorry, dude, like, I'm just, like, too busy, you know, like, I don't know, like, I just, I want to devote more attention to it than, like, you know, half. But, you know, what's been really interesting is that I've, you know, in this past year, I've made a lot more time to start watching movies again, start watching TV again, yeah. start listening yeah. to records again. And I actually completely forgot the power of outside influence on my work. And even though it's taking time away from doing creative things, it's like recharged my creative yeah. battery. Oh no, it's totally like, because like yeah. there's just so much that I forgot about. And so it's just that feeling that you get from engaging with work that inspires you. Yeah. 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 Like I was so caught up in my own bubble for a while that I don't know. Everything just got kind of lost. It's like flavor. It's like I had no, Yeah. it's like I had inspiration, but it wasn't like, it wasn't coming from that. Like, I don't want to say adolescent, but it like makes me feel like when I was younger again and like watching something for the first time or hearing something for the first time and being like, inspired by something else to like create yeah like really fucking like i mean pushes me in a way that other things don't when when you when you see stuff like that though it's enough it's enough to sort of power you for miles um but you know in the absence of that um sometimes it's like you know it, it feels like there's so much content now and it's being released at such a rapid clip it's like here's the avalanche of content hope you don't get buried in it oh, and totally like, yeah and, and it's so much of it is worth like getting buried in but like there's so much it's of really, it it's, it's, it's overwhelming when you even like you know boot up netflix or whatever you know i think i think for a long time i was really overwhelmed by the the option paralysis if you will of mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. and you know, now that's a good word for it. I never heard that before, um, but I'm going to start. I'm trying <laughs> not to, I'm trying not to give into that too much. Yeah. It's just, I'll, I'll just pick something and I'll watch it. I know that yeah. I can't, I can't engage with everything and I only have so much time, but still just trying to make time to go see a movie or go, you know, watch something on Netflix or actually go out and buy a new record. Like I, w- I went to the attic, maybe oh, that's my favorite record. Like, store oh, dude, it's the best. Yeah. I, I, 
going to the attic and just flipping through the bins, finding something that looks cool and buying it. Yeah, like what's the last record that you just thought looked cool and you bought it? Well, I can tell you. It was uh, uh, Danger Mouse and Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs did yeah. an album together. Okay, that's uh, what a what a constant collaborator and innovator that dude is. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much content that dude puts out. But yeah. it's it was one of those things where like the album jacket looked really cool. And I looked and then on the side I saw Danger Mouse. I was like, huh. And then I saw Karen O and I was like, oh, I'm buying this. Yeah. Like 1000%. Like I've always been a fan of Danger Mouse. And uh, I mean, er, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, not so much, but their first two records are fucking awesome. I, I love those albums. Familiar, but uh, yeah. dude, they're <laughs> killer. I think you would like them. I'm like, sure I would. It, it's just like, uh, like, I don't know. Like really good, just young attitude kind of punk kind of rock but not mm-hmm. punk rock what other kind of stuff have you been listening to lately um so my music tastes kind of like jump around all over the place and this would actually be a really good time for me to do uh real quick a you gotta hear this you had posted on Facebook recently yeah. asking about like some like post-punk and freaky jams and oh, things like that yeah. and then uh somebody had beat me to the chase of uh Posting James Chance and the Contortions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that band is fucking <laughs> nuts. That shit was wild, yeah. And it's so cool because it's from, you know, it's from the 70s. Yeah. And, like, it still sounds, like, so completely insane mm-hmm. all these years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny whenever, like, you listen to, you grow up and you're finding about out about bands that are doing real kind of crazy abstract stuff. Yeah. And you think that, oh, this poss- this couldn't. People weren't doing stuff like this 40 years ago. Yeah. But they probably totally were. Yeah. It's just really buried. Yeah. And there's some pretty, pretty cool stuff um, in that, like, no wave era of, like, there. I mean, there was, like, uh, James Chance and the Contortions and a lot of New York City stuff. And then there was also the West Coast stuff, like Screamers, that mm-hmm. I had shared with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that stuff's really cool. And if you're just, like, I don't know, if you're somebody that, like, is into really weird music and you feel like you're bored with everything, but you've never taken the time to like kind of hop in a time capsule and go back mm-hmm. and check out any, just like look up no wave, just find like a compilation of stuff and just yeah. dig in. But uh, James chance and the contortions is definitely uh, a recommendation for me. So check it out. But in terms of stuff that I've been listening to, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, it's all over the place. There's this, yeah. there's this really sick technical death metal band called Wormed that just put out a new song that's mm-hmm. fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, me and my girlfriend Stacy just went up to New York City and we saw Bjork two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been like really, you know, dug into a lot of Bjork yeah, stuff totally too. Yeah, different. Yeah, so yeah. like, really, it's like every day it's something were you, different. Were you a fan before or like? Of Bjork? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been a fan for a really long time. Okay, gotcha. It's my second time seeing her. But, yeah, I've been listening to Bjork for, you know, since I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah. I mean, my music taste has really always been all over the place. And this is something that I've talked about before. I could could tell that about you. Yeah. From from the things that you engage in and and talk about and are interested in. Yeah. It's like I really had to, like, think about it and, like, try to break it down. And I ended up realizing I think it came from... You know, I grew up, uh, my mom was really into, you know, all the hair metal stuff. And my dad was really into, like, all the, like, 80s thrash Mm -hmm. stuff. My parents were, like, 17 when they had me. 
So 17, 1985, what do you think they're listening to? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all Metallica and all yeah. that stuff, you know? So I grew up around all of that shit, but we grew up in Wilkinsburg. Yeah. So like yeah. I was in like in, you know, Pittsburgh public and in inner city, there wasn't a whole lot of kids that listened to metal. Mm-hmm. So like home, I was listening to metal, but like at school, all my friends were listening to like radio stuff and stuff that was like, you know, really I mean, Metallica was on MTV too, but they yeah. weren't like, but, like, like a lot of like the rap stuff and things yeah. like that. That was like the stuff that I connected with my friends at school with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause like you're, you're trying to make friends and you're just like, yeah, you know, I like Tupac yeah. and then at home. It's like, yeah, Iron Maiden. Yeah. And right. then like that never left me because like I was always, it always like felt it always felt right to like listen to both those things. Mm-hmm. And like I spent a lot of time cause my parents were young. So they worked and I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house. And my grandma was like all into like Billie holiday and Aretha Franklin. And like, she was like into like singing. So she was always playing that stuff. Yeah. And I had an uncle who was a record collector, which is where that whole collecting thing came from with me. And mm-hmm. he was into like the Rolling Stones and the Kinks mm-hmm. and the Beatles, mm-hmm. all the garage rock stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it was like there was always music around me. No, nobody was a musician, with the exception of my my uncle Timmy. But uh, he was like a singer performer in New York. But uh, outside of him, nobody was musicians. They were just all there was just always music around. Right, right, yeah. It's like it becomes uh, almost part of the air that you breathe at some yeah. point. Yeah. Sorry, that was like a really long winded answer. Yeah, I know. Less about me, more about you. No, what I mean, you that, was, that, was, to? that was better than I had even hoped. You know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are you listening to? Uh, oh, right now, um, I don't know if you want me to be truthful. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of uh, this band called Pile, um, which is like kind of like, you know, like this. Uh, it's like a little bit of like post punk, a little bit of like hardcore, and a little bit of indie rock all, all like sort of shoved together in this okay. weird way, you know? Um, yeah, it seems like just from an outsider perspective mm-hmm. looking in you just like um non-conventional approaches to rock music yeah well right right like well in a broad way like i, I like i like when interesting things are done with rock music and my um i, I guess like the the heights of my my interest have to do like with that so like and there's still like i, I still have yet to get into certain things that i that i would like to you know um, like, you know, like say for example, like, you know, I didn't know, I, I, I never really got like too super deep into like the hardcore scene or anything like that. You know, when I was growing up, I, my, my high school didn't really align itself with that. You know, there were like people who listened to like screamo and stuff like that, but like, you know, but like lately I've been getting into like unwound and stuff, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> you know, like more screamy stuff than I had been, um, but uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I got there from like, you know, like I had participated a little bit in uh, in the noise scene in Pittsburgh. Okay. Years back, um, you know, when I moved back to Pittsburgh from um, from Tucson, I lived in a house where like a lot of people were involved in like you know various like noise projects, and that's like the first time that I really saw people like using you know pedals and shit like that, and and um, you know. Uh, people who are into like harsh noise and like people who are into like, uh, you know, extreme sort of like stuff. When, and, when uh, you were like engaging with that for the first yeah. time, 
Um, was it easy for you to like turn your like your musician brain off and turn your artist brain on? Well, you know, just just like anything else, it wasn't like a totally natural uh, adaptation, but like. Yeah, it wasn't too difficult. It yeah. wasn't too hard because, like, I listened to, like, plenty of Sonic Youth in high school. And, you know, I was aware of, like, noise as a thing. But, like, I, I wasn't aware of noise as a contemporary thing. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't Contem- know that. <laughs> contemporary noise. Yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't I didn't know that, you know, there was a scene where, like, you would go into a basement any any given, you know, Thursday night in Oakland. And, like, someone be, would be holding a contact mic up to a box fan. You know, like, like, <laughs> like I wasn't aware of that until I was. And like, sure. once, once I was like, you know, I was on board, but like, you know, um, I always like, you know, I, I was into, th- you know, things, things that were aligned with that as well as beyond that. So, um, I, I, I was never, I, I feel like I never like fully jumped into any pool. Like I always like had one like deep, like leg, like deep in, like I really wanted to get that leg in, uh-huh. but like, you know, otherwise like, you know, I, like I got my other leg too. You know what I mean? I like, think that that's the best way to be. <laughs> like, I think that people that only engage with like one type of music or one thing for a majority of their life, like it really speaks a lot about their character. Mm-hmm. And if that sounds a little rude, it's intentional. Well, yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> I just think that, like, you know, there's so much out there to not, like, I, I think the idea of, like, just fully committing to anything and not always just being, like, just like, what's this? What's that? You know, mm-hmm. like, engaging in new experiences, you're really missing out. Well, yeah, and, and you know, in, in the pop world, you know, which is, like, just uh, just about as far from, you know, abrasive on like borderline unlistenable uh edge music as as you can get you know i mean there's there's so much that that can be embraced about that then and if you could sort of like straddle the two like i think that there's just like a lot a lot to be mined in the worlds of both and um i've been finding i guess you know thinking about like the other stuff like i've i've been i've been finding more in the world of discordance uh lately um as as well as like the world of like this like harmonious melodic world that i also love you know um and it kind of makes it it can make you feel like you're going crazy at certain points but like if it works it works you know sure if it's like hitting it's hitting and sometimes that's what you want to listen to yeah i mean there's a time and a place for everything i think that you know with noise stuff Mm-hmm. specifically it's very performance driven and i think yeah. a lot of it has to do with you know being there in the moment being able to actually be in a space and actually feel it and so, see what's happening yeah so much is about the performance it, aspect it's of really it. like it's something that if you're able to open up your mind to expand multiple senses to engage with it simultaneously yeah then i think you can really understand the purpose of it but it's also like easy to like sometimes like over intellectualize it yeah you know what i mean like totally. which is like uh, i can see like the sort of like relief like yeah we all know that too like, <laughs> like you yeah. know what i mean yeah, um, totally but um you know and i and i love that stuff and i love intellectualizing discordant shit you know like but like i also like let's draw back at some point. Like <laughs> I don't know because we all love pop music. 
and and pop is like where we all come from it's where like our hearts are born in a way like it's yeah. where we spring from you know what was the first thing that you ever really sort of got into on a sort of melodic basis um i mean just given you know the 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 situation that i grew up in my first favorite band ever was iron maiden Okay, that's pretty badass. And then and then it shifted yeah. to Green Day. Yeah. To yeah. the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. To Incubus. Yeah. And then then there's kind of a gray area in there, but somewhere it eventually landed on Slipknot, then Cradle of Filth, yeah. and then kind of went back into the heavy. Sure. Yeah. But and then but in that in that whole trajectory I ended up like going back and liking Iron Maiden again and things like that. But like yeah, so I've always been into uh I've always had like a fortunate doorway to underground rock music. Like my dad had Cannibal Corpse cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah. So like that stuff was always kind of around. Yeah, that's abrasive. And, like and my uncle worked at my uncle who was a record collector yeah. worked at a record store. So I was always around records, so I had like a little bit of a a different background than some other people Mm -hmm. um but it always like cracks me up when you like think about somebody that's like an intellectual noise person that maybe like doesn't want to admit the stuff that they listen to when they were like 12 or 13 it's like you know like there's like a lot of uh like metalhead types that like that are my age that don't want to admit that like yeah they liked slipknot in middle school yeah yeah and it's totally fine yeah i still like slipknot yeah yeah but to like try to act like you never listen to that stuff. It's like, like what yeah. are you like? Like what are you supposed to know who Burzum is when you're fucking 13 years old? No, <laughs> you're not unless you fucking live in Europe, maybe. Yeah. But if you fucking live in the States, like why would you know about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, the people that I've known within that scene, you know, they, they vary in terms of like, <laughs> what they're like, but like, you know, and then there are plenty of people that, you know, do have a, a like they'll admit they're, you know, like they're super into the Beach Boys or whatever, you know. Um, I think but, it's. I think like I think that that's just kind of a phase, and I think that as you get older, you come around and you start to understand and appreciate those things, like mm-hmm. you know the Beach Boys or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. I've been really into the Kinks a lot lately. Like I love the Kinks, fucking killer. I love. What's your favorite Kinks record? Ah, oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to tell me. I really don't know. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Gotcha. That's you okay. Know? That's okay. I have a I have a, a I have a I have a greatest hits and that stuff is tight. Oh man, I love, they're so good. Yeah, I I well, like I said lately, like this is something that just fell back into my lap yeah. recently and I haven't like dug in, but everything I'm like there's so much cool like edginess. Is it the King's Chronicles that you have? I don't have. It's just been like, okay, internet. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. They, actually, I have a note to like go find some Kinks records. I'm sure I we I have some at work. There's I need so to like yeah. Get my hands on some and like really dig into it. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Where should they're I one start? One of my favorites. Where should I start? Um. Well, I think you should probably start. You know, start with Village Green or Arthur. Um. You know, those are probably like they're like very middle middle period records that are like so good. You know. Okay. Uh, none of them are like masterpieces, like track to track, but like they're all just like, you know, they have they have a very special thing to them, you know. Cool. Yeah, they feel they feel like set pieces to me, like almost like theatrical, 
like little little things like like little little rock operas and stuff you know uh especially especially arthur and village green they have a sort of like arc to the record that like it's like this is like the whole set piece that, yeah. the word that we're trying to represent here. You know? I love that. That's something that I really miss about music. And I still try to do that, even though we're living in an era where like albums don't particularly matter anymore. It's like, I still want to make albums. It's yeah. still so important to me, yeah. but like, uh, you know, I, I run all of our accounts. I see the way I, I could see the listening trends of people that listen to our stuff. And, you know, for the past few years, any release we've ever put out, like the last three, four tracks on an album barely have any plays. People yeah. just don't have the the attention span. Or maybe just our music isn't good enough for that much time. You know what I mean? But I think that overall, it's just like, I think it's probably less people not wanting to listen to it, but more like, oh, like you're, they're in the car for 20 minutes, so maybe they mm-hmm. listen to the first 20 minutes. You know, and then they go wherever they're going, and then they get back in the car and like, well, let's listen to something else. We take a break real quick. Yeah, okay. totally. Cool. Cool. You need the bathroom. I really have to go to the oh shit! Okay. So bad. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was thinking about saying it for like the last. I hope that's okay that I oh. said that. What you can edit it out. Oh, dude, it's, it's fine. Like, just it's all good. Okay, it's all good. So, if you go through that door. You're going to make a left and then the first right. So uh, Joe's going to the bathroom. Uh, How's everything going at the new space, guys and gals? If you're out there, leave a comment. Let me know. Uh, Still working things out. I don't know if you've probably caught me like fussing with the laptop over here. There's a lot of things that are different. And even though, you know, this is episode 200 and whatever, you know, it really feels like uh, I'm just starting all over again because of how just how different everything is set up here. And this is the first time that I'm recording with this new device here, the road roadcaster podcaster thing, whatever it is. I never used this before, so I'm trying to navigate this and all this different shit on the computer and this fucking screen and the camera. I need a producer, probably. I need somebody to come in here and help me do all this shit. That'd be nice, right? <sighs> so, yeah. Uh, let me know if you have any suggestions, any comments, questions, or concerns. Things like that. Uh, whenever Joe gets back in here, I'm going to talk to him about food. We're going to talk about food. I... Had a really good dinner. Stacy made some some killer food tonight. It's pretty awesome. It was like uh this uh like kale and white cheddar pasta thing with like some mushroom risotto balls and there was some uh some vegetarian chicken stuff in it. You know, I know some of you might not be uh you might be offended by, you know, fake meats, but uh you know, I don't really eat the meats. And neither does Stacy. So, uh, yeah. That would be a fun conversation to, like, argue with some pro-meat person. I don't know anybody like that. We're talking about food. I'm just talking about food over here. And I was uh, talking about uh, it'd be fun to have a conversation with somebody that's, like, uh, abrasively against a vegetarian lifestyle just because I would like to communicate with them. I'm I'm like a... I'm, vegetarian my girlfriend is uh 
And I was just talking about the dinner that she made earlier. How are you with food? What were we talking? Were we talking about anything important before you went to the bathroom? I'm not good at making food, um, but I like food very much, very much. You know what? That reminds me of something. Yeah. You got to eat this. So Target is a store. Everybody's familiar with Target. Mm-hmm. You've heard of it. You've mm-hmm. seen it. You've probably been to it. Mm-hmm. Target has a brand called Archer Farms in their grocery department. That's kind of like it's Target's brand without saying Target. Sure. So Archer Farms has this salsa and it is the best store-bought salsa that you can get anywhere. Okay. I will I will go I am team Archer Farms in terms of their salsa 100% and if you've never had it you got to eat it. It's really really good. I definitely suggest the fire roasted habanero, but it is a little spicy if that's too much for you. The pineapple peach is clutch. Mm. Do you like salsa? Oh yeah. You can't leave me around salsa. Don't don't if you like if somebody has a party, there's like salsa and chips out like Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, don't even way. fucking come talk to me. It's like the salsa's done. It's just it. <laughs> I fucking love salsa. Yeah. No, I'm the I'm the same I'm the same way. What's your, what's your absolute favorite salsa? You know, I don't really know. I don't I wouldn't say I have a favorite salsa. Mm. Um that Archer Farm salsa is pretty good. I would say the fire roasted habanero Archer Farms is my favorite mm-hmm. salsa. I could just go to a store and buy. Yeah. But outside of that, I I don't have a favorite. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Salsa. Um Mm, no i don't either really, yeah i don't either it's just like it's kind of like i love them all you yeah. know i mean i've had some disappointing salsa from time to time yeah i like it chunky yeah yeah i mean i feel like tapatio is kind of disappointing uh or no no, no i'm that's sorry that's a hot sauce no no, no. or right. oh yeah you're right you're right you're right yeah 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 i don't like i don't like tapatio tapatio is okay no yeah. it's yeah. fine but Yes, in terms of salsa, uh, you thinking the Tostinos? Is that, was, was that the T word you wanted to say? Tostinos makes the pizza rolls, or Totinos. Totinos, Tostitos. There's Tostitos. They make chips and stuff, right? Mm, probably. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite food? I like. Wow, I like burritos and uh, Indian food. Indian food, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, any I don't know anything not like. I, don't know, I like American food too, but like things that aren't American are even better. Okay, so you're not a picky eater. No, I, I eat anything and everything. I wonder much. how tied into you know not being a picky music listener that is. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're picky about anything? Um, mm-hmm. am I picky about anything? I don't like comedies. <laughs> I feel like no. I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm such a, you've been like sitting here like laughing, yucking it up, having no. a good time. You're just like, I don't like comments. I just, oh, I, I swear to God. No, I laugh and I think that things are so fucking funny and I can like chuck it up with you all fucking day. But like, I can't watch like a comedy and be like, ha, 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 ha. Like when they prompt me to laugh, like I just can't do it. Okay. Yeah, huh. I, don't, I don't know. It makes me feel like heartless or empty. I don't know. <laughs> Are you into stand-up comedy at all? Yeah, I'm more into stand-up than I am in like, you know, uh, 
like a comedy. Like, you know, I, I'm I'll get behind you because it is really hard to make a comedy film and have it be not like offensively corny. Or, there are some good comedy films. Yeah. But I, I, I think that like if you were to like go to my house and like look at my movie collection, I don't yeah. own very many comedies. I know, but I just I feel like at odds with this sort of like very normal like regular person. It is like you know they like all the you know sort of you know like artistic or you know uh, interesting movies that I would be into or whatever. I'm into all kinds of stuff, but like, but they're also like. Yeah, and like Wet Hot American Summer is like one of my favorite movies ever, and I'm like, cool, sure, <laughs> you sure. know, like I don't know, I just feel like a curmudgeon. I don't know, I just, I don't know, I just can't. I could see that. I think that there's like a certain there are certain comedies that like I can get behind, like for like just dumb entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see like there's like Road Trip? Is yeah, like one of those, and it's like I like Road Trip, but. I could never imagine hanging out with somebody that like Road Trip is one of their favorite movies. <laughs> but you still like it though, and that's still something. Yeah, you know, like, like I don't mind it. Like you I, might watch it on like a casual like but the, Wednesday. Or it whatever. also has that thing too. Like I remember watching that movie with like a group of friends. Yeah, like you know, like and like we all like hung out and stayed up all night and probably were all fired up yeah. on like Mountain Dews or something and watched Road Trip and we laughed and there's all these like other stupid memories attached but how to old it. Are, but how old are you at the, in that memory? I don't fucking know. Like 18, 19, I something like that. I almost feel like, and I hate thinking this, that like it, like the, like the, the best enjoyment of comedy happens at an early age and like you watch more serious movies as you get older or something, you know, and I can maybe see that. I can't think of many comedies that I've like new comedies that I've seen that I've like really got behind. Um, I mean, there's some movies like I, I, I rewatched role models recently and that movie's fucking awesome. You ever seen that? I haven't even heard of it. No. Oh, role models is killer. <laughs> okay. It's good. It's funny. It sounds like it has heart comedy. Yeah. It has heart. It's good. It's fun. Uh, it's that's a good one. I mean, I like I like laughing at things when they're sort of like, oh, it's this like, like this is this, well, but it's also funny, or the this thing is about, like dryly funny. The thing about role models is that it is yeah. a it is a comedy, but it also has elements of drama, and it's like a yeah. really kind of like a smart, cute, like pull it, tug at your heartstrings, like slice of life type of movie. Right, right, right. It's not just like wet hot american summer where right, it's right. like kind of like bro comedy yeah. like that kind of stuff kind of goes over I mean, my head i'll like i'll often describe movies as like no like it's so funny but like in reality like i didn't laugh at the movie like i just found it funny it's kind of like how bell and sebastian is like kind of a funny band if you get deep into them you <laughs> okay know? yeah I have like, a, uh... yeah but well they are but like it's deep in there. Okay. It's, it's, it's embedded into the DNA. Sure. You know. <laughs> you know, a movie that I think has a lot of hysterical moments. Yeah. And there's, I've only been able to, I only know one other person that finds this movie as funny as I do is Lost in Translation. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I, haven't, I haven't seen it. That, it there's it. so many, like, subtle things in that movie that are so hysterical yeah just like it's very dry right I mean, it's not a, a comedy I, I like at all but i think that, that movie else. is fucking hysterical right um just because of like how like awkward the social interactions in it are right did um, you laugh at it did you like haha like laugh oh there's out loud? moments in that movie i've laughed out loud okay gotcha. I, there's there's moments in that movie where i'll still laugh out loud <laughs> i'm like totally out loud right it's just like like uh yeah. fucking uh 
like <laughs> Bill Murray, like kind of like just like from like being somebody that's been behind the behind the curtain in a yeah. sense in terms of like being on production sets and knowing what it's like dealing with people yeah. as like you know uh, a performer or anything like that like mm-hmm. Bill Murray's character in that movie like some of the shit that he has to deal with is so like just funny yeah. just looking at it through that lens and like having felt certain things like that before like just not being able to like communicate with people about the things you want or understanding what they want and just how absurd life can be in general just like that's kind of like like the i would say like that's kind of like the the underlining statement of that movie like how absurd life can be and how you should just take advantage of it while you have the opportunity right oh no now i gotta see that movie yeah lost in translation is awesome man if you can make the time is that sofia coppola yeah oh yeah yeah i the virgin suicides is one of my favorite movies okay yeah yeah it's very serious yeah and there's a lot of serious stuff in Lost in Translation too. It's just another like slice yeah. of life movie. I really like those movies a lot. There's a movie with Adrian Brody and Mila Jovovich called uh, Dummy. Mm, I seen it's it. another like it's a comedy, but it's more of a slice of life movie. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's one of those ones that just really like flies under the radar. I mean, that shit is like right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, things that are like kind of like oh, like this is like casually funny. Yeah, I would know. definitely recommend dummy lost in translation uh but i do feel guilty though about the very specific sense that like you know the movie that you that you know an actor delivers lines and those lines are funny and you go ha 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 you know what i mean like (laughs) like you do it like sort of like on command and it's like and it's funny throughout and like i don't know if i've laughed that hard since i was a kid you know and i'm like is there something wrong with my brain, you know? Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's been a movie that I've watched recently, like in the past decade of my life, that like, <laughs> I've like really... Yuck- Maybe I'm not the only one. <laughs> that I've really yucked it up at. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not too certain. I mean, like there's definitely like going back to role models. That's probably like... If I was going to like throw like a favorite modern comedy out there role models is probably yeah at the top of the pile just yeah. because it's like it has like it hits it's it's so it's like a really like wholesome story but like it's really funny and like you know it involves like rock music it involves larping uh-huh. it involves like all these other like so it like picks on like you know like kiss plays a big part in the movie, the Whoa. band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah, you have, like, all the nerdy warping stuff. So, like, that, it tugs on, like, the pop culture strings a bit for me. And then, like, it has, like, just enough sprinkles of, like, kind of, like, bro comedy. Yeah. But self-aware where, like, you know, those characters kind of get, like, pointed like pointed out and get, sure. they get called on their shit, which yeah. is fun too. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I don't know. It's a good movie. It it, it kind of checks all the boxes in terms of a comedy mm. for for me and like my my general interests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're all different. We're all like, we are all yeah, different. Like the different things. <laughs> so you know, like moving on to yeah. you know whatever is in in the future for Joe mm. Ruck. Oh, yeah, that's you me. You know, like, that's you, and you are an artist, and you're doing a lot of, like, you know, I think, like, you're kind of, like, doing a lot of, uh, I don't know if you're doing a lot of it, but, like, freelance and kind of trying to, like, work that road. 
right? So, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying. What's on the horizon, bro? Uh, I, I, so I gotta, I gotta be doing some books. I feel um, books. Yeah, like chill, like sort oh, of like cool. children's books, and like I, I used to write a lot when I was in high school, and I used to think that I was going to be a writer. You know, before I thought I was going to be an artist. Before I even went to college. <clears throat> and I, I need to sort of like realign myself with that a little bit. Uh, because what I want to do with art is, has always been sort of inherently narrative, I think. And I think that's what, what you know, if people like my, if the, anyone likes my posters, I think the narrative quality of them is one of the things that is appealing about them. So I'm trying to like, you know, get like some stories going and, you know, get some, and I have things in mind and uh, I just need to find the time and the sort of like uh, um, financial balloon to, to, to carry me there um, because, you know, I'm, I'm lifted uh, aloft by uh, my commissions alone. So I need to, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like a scheduling thing for me, um, scheduling time to like make, make time for, for, you know, personal, personal projects, which, you know, it but sounds, that's like a, like a, a personal project that, uh, could become like fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like where I feel like that's where I want to end up. Okay. You know, I love making posters and I love working with bands and I probably always will, but, um, there's a ceiling of sorts being in that world. Well, no, it's not even that. It's just like, I want to tell more, you know, I have more of a story to tell with the things that I can draw. And I can imagine a lot of the stuff is like, it's again, it's just like, Oh, you're just doing art for somebody else's thing. It's Mm -hmm. not like, Oh, like this is me. Well, it's both though, because that's, that's the, that's the wonderful thing. This is like a really key sort of like thing to talk about, but like, one of the incredible things about being an illustrator for bands is like you get to be you and them at the same time. You get to be your voice in their throats or something or what you imagine your voice in their throats to be, you know? And I, I don't mean to, that to sound like it's definitive because it's not, you know, yeah. if a band employs you for your work, like it, it is not necessarily 100% representative of that band, but like it's the artist's challenge to try to get as close to that as they can, you know, whether they're, you know, um, whether, you know, you, you're, you're a normally like, like, like indie rock poster artist, like doing something for a metal band or vice versa, you know, like you have to that's that's the fun and the challenge is 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 creating that range by getting the different projects you know what i mean totally i you know i've done i don't do it so much anymore but i used to do a lot of work for bands as well um i have a visual arts background oh yeah 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 um and i mean i i used to do a lot of work with bands and it, i the thing that always the thing that kind of pushed me away from it was I, for whatever reason, kept falling into situations where people were reaching out to me because I could do art, but not because they wanted something that looked like my art. Like, I imagine a lot of people come to you because you have a very distinct style. And earlier we were talking about Chris Smith, who did did the the Start the Beat logo. He's done work with a bunch of bands. He has a very distinct style. So I imagine bands reach out to him for that style. He also gets like, like, and and I'm not going to say like, you know, Chris Smith will know like like he gets 
a lot of work within his genre that he is personally interested in. And like, I, I, and he's done work outside that as well. Yeah. You know, but, um, I don't know if like Chris is going to do like an indie rock poster anytime soon. You know what I mean? If, it, if um, an indie rock band asks him, I'm sure they would do it. I mean, I don't know if he's interested in that. I want to know. I respect him so much. Like I would like love to have that conversation with him. Um, but like, it does seem like, you know, for, and, and this, this goes the same with other poster artists that I follow and like, you know, on Instagram or whatever, like some, some stick to certain genres and, you know, and they flourish within that sort of genre or, or set of genres or whatever. Um, and some, you know, sort of like are interested in more than that and, and could sort of like Mike Budai, for example. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, Budai. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, he's like kind of like underground, like I don't even think he has a cell phone, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, he's done plenty of work for like indie bands and, you know, um, you know, but like, he's also done like more recent work for like stone rock bands and like metal bands. And, uh, you know, I mean, just about anything under the sun, you know, but he can wrap his, his, his sort of style around, um, anything that, that comes to him. And that to me is like, like that's something worth emulating. Totally. You know, you know I think that was the thing that kind of sucked with me was that I definitely, have a visual art style but for whatever reason like the people that were reaching out to me wanted something like it was it would be like going to get a tattoo from somebody that like specializes in a completely different style you know what yeah, I mean? like going yeah. like asking somebody that specializes in traditional tattoos for like a portrait yeah like that kind of shit was happening to me a lot yeah no i i got you but what do you think it was about your style or I think what? it was I think that it was I I don't think it had anything to do with my style I just think it had to be the circle of bands that I was connected with at the time okay yeah and just uh the the people that I was around and the people that were aware that I was making art but that's still legitimate like I mean like because you're still like I mean that's 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 somewhat of a voice that you have is your circle that you sort of yeah. continue. And I mean, in. like it's, it's evolved and it's changed. I mean, like I still do stuff. I've done t-shirts for Penn brewery. Yeah. I've done a, a ton of label art for rock bottom. Uh, so like I got into a lot of beer stuff. I mean, all the psych stuff I do pretty much. If you see any art around psych stuff, yeah. it's probably, I'm, it's probably me. Uh, so all the art direction I've seen around the psych stuff is like really top notch. And I only imagined it was ever you, but like, you know, obviously some of it is like photographic as well as yeah. graphic, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's kind of like where I'm at now in terms of visual art, which is really interesting. I don't really do any visual art just to do it. It's always for something, Yeah, you know, whether me, it be like too. a commission for something or, yeah. It's a, you know, an album cover or something like that. It's never just like, I'm just drawing to draw anymore, which is really hard. I feel like I just kind of like, like that inspiration kind of escaped me. Mm -hmm. Like the more, the more that I got into music, the further away I got from visual art. Well, I don't think that it's a, a super worrying thing whenever you get away from a thing that you love because... Um, you know, A, you can always get back to it if it makes sense. And B, the context of your life is always changing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might not always... Nice Portishead tattoo, by the way. Oh, thanks. I just noticed that. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
you know, what, what you're interested in is constantly changing and that's okay. You have to like relax enough to be able to change with it, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise like you can't force everything, no. you know, all at once, all the time. I don't think you can do that. No, but I could still feel bad about not drawing. Sometimes. Well, you can feel bad about whatever you want to feel bad about, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You're yeah, still no. doing. Well, okay. So I'm still doing plenty. It, it would be I'm more okay plenty. for you to feel bad about if you weren't doing all this other shit that is just as relevant. You know what I mean? It's all art in one way or another. It's I think, just different I think it mediums. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you don't need to be super hard on yourself, but, but you, I think the thing that makes you feel bad about it is the thing that isn't necessarily inherently bad, but it's calling you back to it in some way, reminding you that it's there and you can always access it, you know, which is a challenge for you. And that's why you feel bad about it. It's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, not watching those movies that you've been meaning to watch or something like that. It's like, there's only so much time. It's just like all my time just kind of gets sucked up by all these other air quote responsibilities that have thrown in my own lap. I mean, sometimes I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'm avoiding all these movies in this contemporary media because I'm afraid of being like so thoroughly inspired. You know oh, jeez, <laughs> You think so? <laughs> maybe some way, you know, I don't know. There's no way that you could, you could absorb uh, everything that you want to absorb, but like, you know, totally. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up on one last listener question here. Ooh. I think that, uh, let me see here. I don't know. I don't know what we got left. There were a few in here. We already answered that one. I don't really want to answer a question about Kill Switch Engage. I don't think. Do you ever listen to Kill Switch Engage? Do you know anything no, about that band? No, I don't. So you're not the right guest for that that question. What's the best? <laughs> That's my ex housemate. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to John, not John Cam in the house. Okay, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we got so uh, so 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 John, not John. We got your ex roommate in the house here. Uh, what's the best TV show on, or what's the best show on TV right now, and why is it Chernobyl? I haven't watched any episodes of this show. I haven't seen it either. He obviously hasn't. He hasn't even seen Game of Thrones yet, so we can't answer your question, John, not John. We apologize. John's a big Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I knew he was into Game of Thrones. You know, it's actually, to kind of uh, wrap up, you know, the, the Game of Thrones chat here. So I had mentioned to you just a tad bit ago that I had never seen an episode of Game of Thrones prior to this year. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that you said that. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the first seven seasons in like three weeks. Okay. How was <laughs> it, it? It was good. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I don't really put a whole lot of emotional investment in like pop culture things anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I liked it as much as I could possibly like something. Okay, which, which may not seem like a lot, but I liked it. I think yeah. it's pretty good. I kept I, and for me to make that much time in a short period of time means that I was really into it. But the funny thing is, is it like I mean, obviously, season eight is like the last season. I've only watched the first episode, and it's been it's it's out. It's been done. I could watch it. It's been done for like a couple of weeks now. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't watched it. You're not interested enough in it. I just feel like. Well, there's two reasons. One is that um, my girl, I need 
it's like my girlfriend hasn't watched any of it and I don't want to watch any of it without her because then it's sure. going to be one of those things like you watched a TV show without me and I don't, you know, like. But that says a lot that you're not, you're not so engaged that you're like, I have to watch this episode. Well, there was a lot. Look, I already know what happens because the internet spoils things. I know. I know what happens too. And like, and and, like, and, and, and like all, fuck all, the internet. Yeah, dude. all all those people on the internet that are like championing the fact that you should watch Game of Thrones. Like everybody out there that picked on me forever. The whole reason why I haven't even bothered finishing it is because some of you fucking turd dingles yeah. have like not so you subtle. Just, yeah, you couldn't just thanks yeah. assholes. It's fine. Like I will go and I'll probably watch it, but I'm gonna need to like separate myself from it now. Yeah, like I can't like I can't be in the moment of it because there's like not only do I know what happens, but everybody's like negativity towards it. Well, even if you know who's like you know, even if like there's no spoilers, it's like if you're even if you're talking about someone in the last season, you know that they survive in the rest of the season. Sure, sure, sure. So well, there was thanks. so yeah. I mean, there was so much stuff that like. Had already been kind of ruined just from like people sharing memes over the years and like things like oh it's like well like i obviously like like sometimes characters would be in a situation where are they gonna die or are they not but i already know they're not going to because people yeah. are still talking about them so yeah. like, i kind of fucked myself over in that regards because like i no, had t- i had t- the internet well i had taken so long to start watching the show sure. and like, i didn't give a shit but yeah in terms of like the last season in these final episodes. But there, there is something, spoiled. there is something sort of beautiful in the, you know, I mean, spoiler free, like the fact that so many people are sharing something and like in a way that spoils without them even realizing that they're spoiling, you know, they think that this is such a shared experience that they oh, will totally. say something that they don't even realize is a spoiler. Sure. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you can't get, Really, what it boils down to is if, oh, that's why the computer wasn't working. The audio wasn't working because I had this mute button on. Again, shout outs to this new interface that I'm still learning how to use. Anyways, rewind. The uh, point that I was trying to make is that I think it's, you know, if you're somebody that cares enough to be upset by spoilers, yeah. you should just be watching it when it's right in the moment. Right. You know, you know that it's happening. Yeah, you know, you know what time it's airing. You know when it's coming out. Whatever. Like, if you're that passionate about it, that you're gonna actually get upset to a point that like your day is ruined by that's a, a spoiler. Really good, that's a really good point. Yeah, you need to make yeah. the time for it. Otherwise, you can't get mad. Like, yeah. I know that like some people have jobs and things like that, but you also don't have to be on Facebook. Yeah, and if you're that patient, also <laughs> it's a fucking TV show, and it doesn't matter ultimately. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I don't, I, I try really hard yeah. not to uh, invest too much personal uh, emotion in pop nothing, culture. Nothing is worth getting super bent out of shape over if it's just entertainment. To be honest, you know what I mean. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Really want to thank you for coming over here, Joe. I would like to thank you. It's been tight. Uh, you know, again, uh, you can't really go see him play or anything, but he has art and stuff. And where can people see some of your you work can, you can on the internet? Um, so uh, I have a website. It's um, www.redbuffalo.org. And my illustration company is Red Buffalo Illustration. And you can uh, see you know, pretty much all my work on there. So, cool. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming by to chat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about music. We talked about food. We talked mm-hmm. about movies. We talked about art. 
Everything. That's pretty much it. That's like the that's all that that's matters. The pyramid of life. I really don't have anything else to say. We had a few beers. It's been good. Now I have to go to the bathroom, much like Joe did a little bit ago. Okay. So uh, let's get into my outro here. What do you say? And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, Joe. Thank you for coming over. Fist bump. I'll be back again next week with another. Actually, no. I keep forgetting. I'm doing two episodes a week now, so it's not even next week. I'll be back, whatever, in a few days. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) See you. All right. Ooh, I can fade that out in real time. That's sick. Uh, how do I stop the camera? Oh my gosh. That shit's magic, man. <laughs>